This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your MLB, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code DSP125 or 200% bonuses using crypto with the promo code DSP200. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet. You win. You get paid. BetUS.com. Hey, it's the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Jeff Tito Fitoff. At Fit Happens on Twitter. You can find me there. Um, we are here the day before the game against Indiana for the Buckeyes, and uh, the fifth-ranked Buckeyes come into the game ranked five and one. They toss to Michigan State in Bloomington, uh, twenty to fifteen last week. Michigan State was ranked tenth in the country at the time. Big Ten's got uh, you know a bunch of teams right up there near the top, so the four teams in the top ten very significant for the Buck uh, for the for the Big Ten and for Ohio State specifically. But let's talk about the Indiana game first. Uh, the Buckeyes have won twenty-five straight against the Hoosiers. The last time they lost, they lost in 87 and 88. And those that the win in 87 broke a 23-game winning streak for Ohio State against Indiana. Indiana-Ohio State did tie at 27 uh, in 1990. So, nonetheless, Ohio State has been on the, the right side of this, obviously, a lot more times than not. They're 76-12-5 and five against Indiana. And uh, now last year, it was a little tighter. Ohio State jumped out to a big 35-7 to lead. Michael Penix Jr., though, he came on and uh, led Indiana to a huge comeback. Buckeyes ended up holding on 42-35 to for the win. Night game in Bloomington. Should be a tough crowd, a, a tough atmosphere as far as it gets tough in Indiana, I guess, in Bloomington. But Ohio State still should have a superior performance in this game. Um, Indiana's quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., who I mentioned, who was fantastic last year in the game against the Buckeyes. And you remember probably more from the Penn State game in the first game last year when he led them uh, to a victory against the Nittany Lions and overtime had that great dive at the goal line. Well, he is likely not to play. I'd be shocked if he plays. He had a shoulder injury from a couple weeks ago. And last week, Jack Tuttle started uh, for Indiana, threw for 188, 188 yards and a couple of interceptions. Uh, but he is nowhere near the polished player um, that Penix is. So that's a big drop-off for Indiana. Now, Indiana's got another quarterback, Donovan McCulley, who's a four-star freshman who they were hoping to redshirt this year. And remember the big uh, NCAA rules, you can play four games and still redshirt. And that was the uh, head coach, Tom Allen, said that was the plan coming into this year was to you could have Penix and then you'd have Tuttle and space it out a little bit before you get to McCulley. Again, a four-star freshman quarterback. The injury to Penix, though, now Indiana's thinking, well, let's get some, you know, we may have to change that plan and get McCulley some more time. So, they, they're getting McCulley into the game. Um, they've got like a design. Uh, they, they got uh, cer- certain plays they're going to bring him in for. So McCulley will play. Um, but the thinking is, I think right now, is that it'll be it'll be Tuttle's game, McCulley that will play. But nonetheless, neither one of them add up to what Penix can do. Now, McCulley's a great, a great rusher. He's a great dual-threat quarterback in that regard. But again, he's a freshman. He's not what Penix is. So I look for Indiana's offense um, to struggle against the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes' defense has been so much better since the loss to Oregon. Well, first, since the opening game against Minnesota, Minnesota ran all over the Buckeyes. And then the loss to Oregon, you had the um, the the game against Tulsa, where Tulsa racked up a lot of yards. There was all this concern about Ohio State's defense and what they were going to do. 
and so they made the switch. They took Kerry Combs out of the play calling uh, business for Ohio State, still made kept him as a defensive coordinator, but he was no longer calling the plays. And Ohio State's defense slowly started to turn it around, and now they've been the last four games are allowing 79 yards rushing per game. Um, offense is still taking off. The defense, though, looks so much better than it did early in the season, which spells for trouble for Indiana. So um, Ohio State, when they have a 11-game winning streak in true road games, the last time they lost on the road, in an actual road game, not a neutral site game, in a road game, was back in 2018 when they lost at Purdue. Uh, Indiana also has uh, Ty Freifogel, and this surprised me when I read this. I had forgotten totally about this. He was the 2020 Big Ten wide receiver of the year. It wasn't Garrett Wilson. It wasn't Chris Olave. It was Ty Freifogel from Indiana. Um, he caught seven passes uh, last week against Michigan State, and he's got 33 catches for 337 yards so far this year. So that's Indiana's offense. That's what they're going to try to do. I don't think they have much, much success. Ohio State is just too deep and too, too talented along the defensive line. The defensive backs are playing better now. They're not great yet, but they're playing better. But what really improves the pass defense is the way Ohio State attacks the quarterback and they get pressure um, on Tuttle and force him to uh, hurry some throws, which should end up benefiting Ohio State. So Ohio State's offense. Again, C.J. Stroud is so much – he gets better every week. And I was a bit skeptical after the first couple of games with some of the decisions he made, some of the passes, easier passes he had, and that he didn't complete. He was overthrowing receivers, underthrowing receivers too much on simple plays that should have ended up resulting in short gains. And instead, they were incomplete passes. Uh, didn't throw a lot of picks, nothing turnover-wise, just missed on passes he should have completed. He's turned it around quite a bit now. And Stroud all of a sudden looks like dare I say, a Heisman candidate with how, how great he's played lately. He could be a Heisman candidate but missing a game, which is amazing. So um, the Ohio State offense is clicking. They've I think they've averaged 54, 55 points a game over the last four games, and it's uh, it's incredible to see what they, – they won their last four games by an average score of, I think, 54 to 14, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is what it is. But So you've got that in the passing game, with, not to mention the weapons you have with Olave and Wilson already. We talked about um, Ruckert at the tight end position, but – so you have all these weapons in the passing game. You still have Travion Henderson, who in every game this year, he scored at least one touchdown. He's got 11 touchdowns so far, leading the Big Ten. And um, he's not getting a heavy workload. There, there's games that they're blowing him out so much, he's getting 9, 10, 11, 12 carries, whatever it is. But he hasn't had to have a 20-carry game. And it's given Ohio State a chance to bring other people in. But Henderson is not getting the workload of a typical number one back. So it's uh, he should be very fresh down the stretch here. Ohio State's got a lot of tough games coming up um, down the stretch. And uh, although I'm not saying Indiana's one of those tougher games, it's certainly, it, look, it's a night game on the road to the Big Ten. And that's never, that makes it a lot harder. It makes it harder than it should be. If it was a day game in Bloomington, a noon kickoff, it'd be a different vibe. Or a noon kickoff at, at the Horseshoe, a different vibe. A night game, though, at Indiana, and Indiana, you know, being too a win like this would be huge for their season. So this is almost like their bowl game in some ways. Um, that the fact that they've got this opportunity to knock off the Buckeyes and end a long losing streak to Ohio State, and also really have a signature win for their season. Um, so Indiana's gonna be 
I imagine will play over their heads a little bit. I still think Ohio State's talent went out, uh, but it'll be a fun game to watch. And, you know, we'll talk more about the upcoming schedule for Ohio State after this. But um, Ohio State has now won 10 straight road games. This is from their website. 10 straight road games by double digits was a conference record, according to the Big Ten Network. And the last time they won a road game by less than 10 points was against Maryland in 2018, that 52-51 to 51 silly game against Maryland um, uh, on the road. So, anyway, um, the Buckeyes had a Ryan Day, 28-3 and three overall, 18-0 in conference play. And uh, C.J. Stroud right now, he's got 18 touchdown passes. He's second in the country in passer rating. Leads the Big Ten with 340 passing yards a game, which is amazing. Um, and he's the first quarterback in school history to have back-to-back five touchdown games without an interception. So, the Buckeyes now look good. I like their chances against the Hoosiers um, to to cover the spread and get a big stage about 20, I think 20, 21 points is where it's at. I think Ohio State, um, I think they win this game by closer to 25 to 30 points in this one. Um, and I hope they get a lot of chance to get other guys into as well. Henderson will probably look at another 10 to 15 carry game. They'll probably go over 100 yards and get at least another touchdown. This is a big week for the Big Ten. Not as big as next week, but this week's big because of next week. You've got Northwestern at Michigan, Illinois at Penn State. Uh, Michigan ranked right now number six in the country. Penn State is seven. So uh, both those teams, if they can get victories, next week, potential top ten teams there, plus Ohio State hosting Penn State at night. Two more teams, top ten teams playing against each other in the Big Ten. These are four teams in the Big Ten East, all ranked in the top ten if they all handle their business um, this week. So you're looking at that for next week now and what that'll mean for Ohio State with a night game at home against Penn State and Michigan playing uh, at Michigan State. A win for Michigan at Michigan State would be their biggest win of the year uh, so far. And um, and really start to set up, if Ohio State and Michigan can both win these next two weeks, really start to build the momentum even more for that Saturday after Thanksgiving in Ann Arbor. So um, keep an eye on those games. Uh, Northwestern Michigan, noon Eastern times on Fox, and uh, uh, Penn State, Illinois. Penn State should have an easy time with that. that they should both be easy wins for those teams. Uh, they also kick off at noon, the Nittany Lions do. That one's over on ABC, uh, noon Eastern time that is. So those are the big games this week as far as the Big Ten goes. Um, there's not a lot of intriguing matchups across the landscape of college football. Um, next week is when, you like I say, you'll see a lot more of that. And then, uh, you know, Ohio State still has to take on Michigan State after the Penn State game. they got to play Michigan State and Michigan before they get, hopefully, to the Big Ten title game. Um, and then maybe out of the, the conference, the college football playoff. I still say if Ohio State wins out, they will be in the college football playoff regardless of what any other teams do. Even if I think they would go in over an undefeated Cincinnati team. Um, Cincinnati is hurt by their schedule. They had a, the win over Indiana, which was a nice win, but um, the most points Indiana has allowed this year, by the way, was in that game. They gave up 38. Um, Ohio State's going to eclipse that. But uh, undefeated Cincinnati has got the win against Notre Dame, which we don't know how good that win will look at the end of the season because Notre Dame has had a couple of other close calls with teams they should have beaten easily. So... Um, I think that no matter what Oklahoma does, no matter what happens with Alabama, I think that Georgia's going to run the table and they'll play Alabama in the SEC championship. And if Georgia wins, they're in. Alabama's probably out at that point. If uh, Georgia loses to Alabama, they're both in. And then you'll probably get Oklahoma in if they run the table. And then Ohio State would be the other team. Uh, 
they'll take them over one loss Oregon team. Oregon's resume will not match up at all at Ohio State's. Regards to the fact that Oregon beat them head-to-head, you're going to look at Oregon's, who they've beaten, who they've lost to, who Ohio State's beaten, who they've lost to, and put them together, and you're going to see that Ohio State will be much superior to Oregon and deserve that spot in the CFP uh, as one of the final four teams. So, uh, again, I, I'm not overly concerned about the Indiana game. It'll be a fun game to watch because night games are always fun to watch, and um, I think Bloomington's crowd will be juiced, but I expect Ohio State to win by somewhere between 25 and 30 points. All right, that's it for the Buckeye Blitz for today. Watch the game tomorrow, and then we'll uh, reconvene and discuss what happened, what we saw, and what we're looking forward to next. Again, at Fit Happens, I'm Jeff Tito Fitoff, Buckeye's Daily Blitz. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you soon. This is a presentation of DSP Media.